You are listening to The Manning Show with Ewan Manning. Your number one sports podcast starts now. That was the intro. We're back in with another episode today. Buccaneers take a victory 32-9 over the Eagles. An absolute demolish. Absolutely demolish the Eagles. The Bills win 31-17 over the Steelers. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable stuff. From both games, Josh Allen in the first game was unbelievable. Let's get to the Bills game to the start. To start off, the Bills obviously coming in hot, having to beat Miami for that top seed, getting home field advantage. As we've probably all seen this morning, people working hard to shovel the snow out on the Bills field, Highmark Stadium. People working hard to get that snow off, getting paid $20 an hour, free food. And the Bills get it a win out of it, 31-17. At that, there was no point in that game where I felt that the Bills didn't have that game under control. Josh Allen, obviously tonight, he was 21 for 30, 203 pass yards. That's rare, pretty low for him, but three passing touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, 7 receptions, 52 yards. Dalton Kincaid, 3 receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown. James Cook, 84 yards on, in total with 18 carries. Their team was good enough to get that job done. And it was just, it was, it was a good all-around performance. Josh Allen, no interceptions, no fumbles. That's the first time, you know, We've seen that in a while, and I really do think that if the Bills keep playing well and Josh Allen cannot throw his turnovers, not intercept the ball, I think this they they got a chance to win the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh obviously going down twenty seven to seven at half. Mason Rudolph. 22 for 39, 229 passing yards, one passing touchdown, interception, tough interception in the red zone for Mason Rudolph. That could have been the difference in the game. Deontay Johnson, four receptions, a touchdown, 48 yards. George Pickens, five receptions, 65 yards, no touchdowns. The run game was good. Jalen Warren, Najee Harrod run for a combined of 106 yards. For 20 carries, so a good in the run game for them. They were 5 for 11 on third down, which is less than optimal. By no means did they have that on lockdown. Yeah, now that I'm thinking of it, there's not a point in that game where I'm looking and saying they had that, they had that, that, that game lost the Bills. It was it was a clean game. Josh Allen did what he needed to do. That 50-yard run was crazy. George Pickens was complaining about the referees after the game. Unbelievable. Just not 
I don't think the referees wouldn't change. The refs wouldn't have changed that game outcome. The Bills had it in the bag. The big talking point of this game is Mike Tomlin leaving the press conference after the question was asked about one year being left on his contract of what he's going to do. That was pretty funny. I don't think I've ever seen that happen where coach gets asked about his contract and he just leaves. Doesn't say anything, just leaves. And that really says a lot about, you know, how he was feeling. I didn't think it was a bad question. He was asked she was asking about the reporter was asking about what was going on and I thought that it was a fair question. He obviously in the heat of the moment left. It's going to create some funny memes, some funny clips. But other than that, the the Steelers lose and they got to go get a good QB. TJ Watt, it would have been nice to see him in this game to see what the difference he would have made. But, you know, this game was won by the Bills and Josh Allen did what he needed to do to win this football game. Obviously, they're going to be taking on the Chiefs next weekend, which is a great game. I'm a little bit worried about Buffalo. They had a couple injuries during the game. We'll see how that plays out during the week. Let's get into this Eagles game, and then we'll get into the absolute demolish of the the Cowboys game. The NFC East just... I don't even know what happened with this division. 32-9, the Buccaneers defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. Just unbelievable. I could not believe it. Jalen Hurts, 25 for 35 with one passing touchdown. Devontae Smith, 148 yards, eight receptions. DeAndre Swift, 10 carries for 66 yards. Dallas Godair, a touchdown and 21 yards, four receptions. They were 0 for 3 on third down. 0 for 3. You can't win a football game when you go 0 for 3 on third down. It doesn't happen. When I look at this this team, the collapse, this is the biggest collapse I've ever seen out of the team. They start 10-1, then they go 1-6 in their last seven games, and then they lose in this game against the Bucs, who are probably an average team. There's, if any other team plays the Bucs, they lose this game. Well, not this game, but they would lose. I don't like the Bucs next week. I don't like the Bucs any week after this game. The Eagles just were really shaky. I don't know how this happened. This was unbelievable. It's just unbelievable stuff, how they can lose this game so badly. Nick Sirianni, I don't know if they could see him coming back next year after what they just went through. I mean, how do you go from Super Bowl contender to losing to an 8-9 and team in the worst division in football? Baker Mayfield had a good game, obviously, but to be fair, Philly's D was awful, too. So many broken tackles. It was terrible. Like, I didn't know who this David Moore was before the game. He had two receptions, 66 yards, a touchdown, right? Auten had a big game. Eight receptions, 89 yards. Go, like, Mike Evans had three receptions for 48 yards. Rasheed White had a 75-yard total day, 18 carries. It wasn't the big guys on the box getting it done. It was it was a big pass game. 
Baker Mayfield obviously throwing for 337 pass yards, three passing touchdowns, 22 for 36 on the day. They only went 6 for 14 on third down, 0 for 1 in the red zone. They got stopped multiple times, too, when they were on the Eagles' side of the field. And I think this could have been an even bigger blowout, like 40, 50 points. This this was just a failure of this Eagles franchise. I can't imagine what Eagles fans are feeling right now. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I I still trying to wrap my my mind around how they go ten and one, and then just flop. I know they dealt with injuries a little bit, but something. I don't know how it changes that much from you to being the best team in the NFL to just folding in half and becoming a team who, to be honest, the only team that I take over them or take. I'd take the Eagles over. That's the Panthers. That's the only team in the NFL right now. I would take the Giants over the Eagles right now. They are an abysmal football team in these last eight games. One and seven in their last eight. It is not good. It is not looking good for the Eagles. We'll see how this Nick Sirianni uh, line kind of goes through the week as well. But let's get into... The, the game that happened yesterday, Sunday. The Packers smoked the Cowboys. Wild game. Obviously, my beloved Rams take a fall against the Lions. I've kind of moved on from that. You know, the Rams, they had their opportunities. I think they could have won the game. But it came down to, you know, we couldn't get a stop on D in the first half. And the Rams... 0 for 3 in the red zones and you're not going to you're not going to win games like that. It Matthew Stafford played very well 0 for 3 in the red zone. They need to work on that red zone D and then red zone D and red zone O. And they're going to have to go get a corner this offseason. We got tons of time to talk about that and go see what they need to have a good successful season next season, but let's get into the Cowboys. The Cowboys and the Eagles, this could... I'm going to be really interested to see the changes in these next couple weeks here because these were absolute flops. I mean, the Cowboys haven't won... haven't haven't won a conference game, an NFC Championship game, since I was born. And since before I was born, Dak Prescott was not not good to start the game. I mean, C.D. Lamb was not good to start the game. I mean, if you look at his line here, they went 10 for 16 on third down, 4 for 5 in the red zone, 510 yards. This was a 48 to 32 game, but it's a little closer than what the game actually was. Dak threw the ball 60 times for 400 yards, three passing touchdowns, two interceptions. That's the big key there. Two interceptions. Jake Ferguson, three touchdowns, 93 yards. Massive day for Jake Ferguson. Obviously, a lot of those in garbage time. CeeDee Lamb, 115 yards, nine receptions. Pollard, 85 yards, one touchdown, 15 carries. Michael Gallup, 100 yards, six receptions. 
I haven't seen this many guys get around 100 yards in all season. Their defense was the reason why they lost this game. I'm going to put it all on the defense here. They could not get a stop to save their life. They're supposed to have one of the better defenses in the NFL. Deron Bland, Stephon Gilmore. And they just got demolished. Green Bay, Romeo Dobbs, six receptions, 150 yards. Like, Christian Watson had one reception for nine yards. Uh, Like, Jordan Love was good, and their run game was good. Aaron Jones was, in, was crazy. Dallas couldn't get anything. Couldn't, couldn't get a stop on these guys. They were just running it up the gut and finding, you know, those deep down the field throws. And they won that game. It was, it was a, I, I don't even want to get too deep into it. What's going to happen? What Jerry Jones said after, after the game. It was just, it was crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. We're going to take a break and then we'll get into the news. The news. The news for the day. Not much news in coming into the fact. Caleb Williams does declare for the draft. Not a shocker. He's likely probably the number one overall pick. He's in the running for it. He declares for the number one NFL draft. Not the number one. What am I saying? The 2023 NFL draft. Bill Belichick. Met with the Falcons for head coach job. This was posted two hours ago. So there's mutual interest and conversations are ongoing between Belichick and the Falcons per Tom Pellerso. Oh my gosh, I can't even pronounce his, his last name. You know, there wasn't much news on today other than that. I'm trying to look through my feed. I'm not seeing any other news today. That was huge. With that, we're going to get into the score. So the scores for today. Obviously, the Buccaneers taking down the Eagles 32-9 on Monday Night Football. The Bills taking down the Steelers on that rescheduled game. In the NHL, the Flyers beat the Blues 4-2. Carter Hart with a 93 save percentage. Not much going on in that game other than that. The Canadians take down the Avs. Quite a game there. Gorgiev, 8-8-2 save percentage. Makar with three points there. In all three of those goals, he scored one with two assists. The Wild smoke the Islanders, 5-0. Quite a game. Erickson Eck with two goals on the night. Then we had Vegas take down the Preds, 4-1. Mark Stone with a hat-trick on the day. Logan Thompson was 34 out of 35 with a 971 save percentage. The Kings took down the Hurricanes 5 to 2. Deno with 3 points on the night. They only had 26 shots on goal. The Hurricanes goal tending continues. 
to struggle. The Bruins took down the Devils 3-0. Devils could not get on the board. Pasta with two points in that game. The Blue Jackets took down the Canucks in a shootout. Pedersen had one goal. JT Miller had one goal. Connor Garland had one goal. Casey DeSmith, a solid 9-3-2 save percentage for the Canucks. And then the Ducks took down the Panthers 5-4. The Panthers' Stolars had an 800 save percentage. Sam Bennett with two goals. It wasn't enough. Alex Kalorn had two goals. And that was the score update for the NHL. The Oilers are back in action tomorrow against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Oilers have kind of a close record with the Maple Leafs. More wins, but more losses. And the, the Leafs have more overtime losses. That game is at 7 p.m. Mountain Time in the NBA tonight. The Lakers win 104-93. to Well, they're winning 104-93 to with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Jazz win 132-105. to The Heat win in overtime 96-95. The Celtics beat our Raptors 105-96. Not a shocker there. Cavs win 109-91 against the Bulls. Grizzlies coming back in the standings, winning 116-107. Hawks win 109 over <laughs> Wemby, who had 26 points for the, for the Spurs. Hawks won 109-99. Magic win 98-94 over the Knicks. Kind of a shocking game there, totally. The Pistons win 129 to 117 against the Wizards. Mavs win 125 to 120 against the Pelicans. And the 76ers take down the Rockets. Joel Embiid with 41 points on the night. 124, 115. Obviously, there's no other sports on right now, really, other than college basketball, which we don't really talk about. But that was your score update for the day. We'll take a break and be right back. The NFL is back in action this Saturday, January 20th. The games, the Niners take on the Packers after a big win from the Packers. We get to see some Niners action at 6.15 on Saturday night football. The Ravens and the Texans play at 2.30 Mountain Time. That'll be a fun game to watch. And then Sunday at 1 p.m., we get to see the Bucs who just absolutely smoked the Eagles, as we've already talked about. And then the Lions taken taking them on at 1 p.m. They took down my Rams, which is very sad. Then the Chiefs and the Bills, who I had identical records this year. We know the pass between Mahomes and Allen. They play at 4.30 Mountain Time on Sunday, which I believe is 6.30 Eastern Time on Sunday. So those are the four NFL games for the weekend. Let's get to a little bit of Oilers stuff here. Obviously, they win 10 in a row. 10 in a row. That's a franchise record. If you told me a month ago that the Edmonton Oilers would be in this this position, I would be very happy with that. They, I wouldn't have believed you, to be honest, at the time. I wouldn't have believed you. They were so down in the dumps, and for them to go... 16 and 3 
in the last 19 games is unbelievable. McDavid has been a beast. Bouchard has been a beast. Hyman didn't even make the All-Star game. He's been a beast. Dreisaitl, he's been a beast. Like, everything's gone right for them. And I don't know... I mean, I if they lose against the Leafs, I'm not ha- I'm not mad. Like, I mean, I'll be mad, of course, but they've been on such a run. It's it's going to end at some point, and I, I'm very happy that they came into the game against the Canadians, winning two to one, being down one. And the crazy thing, I heard a stat that they have had to come back in six out of these ten games, three of those being in overtime. That just shows you. The offense. And my favorite part of this little run here is when they beat the Flyers. I know this game might not stand out, but Tortorella did not want to talk about it after the game. McDavid just silenced him. I mean, everyone remembers the comments of Tortorella saying, he's got to change his game. And McDavid put up five points and just silenced Philly. It's been a great one. A great run. And... Obviously, them taking on the Leafs will be interested to see. Sam Gagne isn't back yet, which is a little bit longer than expected. Dylan Holloway's had some action in Bakersfield. We'll see what ends up when he ends up popping up. There isn't anything on the goalies yet who's going to be starting in that game. Obviously, the Oilers coming in 10-0 in their last 10. So, they're 23-15-1. And the Maple Leafs are 21-12-8. They're on a three-game losing streak. Obviously, they've been struggling recently. Let's get a little standing check for the Oilers. They are only three game, three points back at the Los Angeles Kings. Los Angeles Kings are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They are not looking good. The Oilers have more, again, regular wins than 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 the Kings. The Kings just got more overtime losses than the Oilers. Oilers only with one. If I'm looking right here, it's the Kings have just not been good recently. And the Oilers have to take advantage because the Kings aren't going to be like this forever. The Kings just really aren't. I'm trying to look at how many games at hand the Kings have. I can't really tell. But the Kings, I think, do have a couple games at hand on the Edmonton Oilers, if I'm trying to do the math right. 22. Yeah, the Kings have, I think, two games at hand on the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton Oilers can make up some ground on that. Obviously, Oilers are eight points back of Vegas, which is a possible, possible catch. They're still very far from the Canucks, 15 points back. But, you know, some other standing stuff, 60 points for Winnipeg. They've been on a roll, 28-10-4. Only 10 losses that were not in overtime. Like, that is crazy. That's, I think, the best in the league. Considering, considering, like, yeah, that's the best best in the league. Two Canadian teams. Oh, I guess it's not the best in the league. Eight for for Boston, but 
considering two Canadian teams are at the top of the league, and it's Winnipeg and the Canucks, is unbelievable. Nobody expected either of those teams to be runners of this. To be so good. Anyways, tomorrow we will get into a little Oilers, I think, post-game show. But, you know, no NFL action until until next weekend. And like I was saying, these, these Canadian teams have been on tear. I'm really excited to see what ends up happening in the NHL standings. See what happens with the Oilers against the Maple Leafs tomorrow. It's kind of starting to get finals week for me. So there's more studying. It's going to be harder to make these. But once we're done that, we're clear. And I can do this, you know, whenever. We'll be clear and free. But until then, we'll see you next time. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to The Manning Show. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore Manning Show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at UNManning97. Thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow. Have a good day.